0: So we have actually um, got two uh, preaching series going on at the moment. And one is about following Jesus and signs of mature discipleship, so that Jamie is following this track. And the second um, preaching series that I think Tim and I, we're going to follow on uh, and others as well, is actually looking at the key prayers of Apostle Paul. And it's a really interesting concept because... You see, I just wanted to enlighten this, but in the New Testament, the apostles were sent to lay the foundation of the church together with the prophets. And so often, uh, apostles, um, or people who have um, apostolic gift, are the ones who really see the blueprint of heaven and they have an understanding on how to establish the kingdom of God on earth And another amazing gift they have is to release and equip people in their God-given destiny so that everyone in the body of Christ can function on the mission to bring the kingdom of God. So they're all released to equip the saints in doing the greater work that Jesus Jesus did. So you can pretty much bet that all the prayers we're going to look at They will have something to do with bringing glory to God through establishing strong churches who are glorifying God in the the mission. All of the prayers, it would be about, okay, come on believers, let's strengthen ourselves and etc. So I find it really interesting to look at the prayers because uh, we can learn a lot. What did the believers needed at the time? Um, What did they need God to come and do for them? What was Paul, Paul's heart for them? What was his desire for the believers? And what was his dreams for the church? All of that would be reflected in the prayers. So today, I'm looking at a, such a well-known verse, which is this prayer, very short. We all love that verse, do you? Do we? Okay. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him or in believing so you may overflow or abound with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you here two versions because I think it helps to understand. So let me just repeat the verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him or in believing so that you may overflow or abandon with hope by the Holy, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, in the letter, in the context here, Paul is writing to the church in Rome, and we know that the letter from Roman is magnificent and very much describing what the gospel has achieved for the believers as a new creation born by the Spirit. But there's as well another emphasis in Roman. Actually, it's a lot about The Jews and the Gentiles, they don't always get on in the church, okay? So in the chapter 15, when we arrive in Romans 15, Paul encouraged the church to unify in love. And he said, come on Jews and come on Gentiles, let's serve each other and love each other because we should be one in mind, glorifying God together. So forget your difference. And then come the verse, may the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him, so you may overflow with hope by the power of the Spirit. That's the context. Now, there's so much in this verse, but I'm going to focus on four things, all right? Okay, so first of all, may the God of hope, the source of all hope is God. Actually, God is hope. He is the God of hope. No one can be described as the God of hope. No one. Actually, I would argue that um, the natural hope you can see in us as human is actually evidence that you are, we have been created in the image of God. Amen. Because even non-Christian, we always, you know, we always hope in something. Sometimes it's misplaced expectation. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I hope when I finally get this job, I will be happy. Yes, that's misplaced hope, yeah, because we know that's not full hope. Um, Or it could be, oh, when i finally going to meet a partner, I'll be happy. Yes, there's this kind of glimpse of hope that we all have. So sometimes it's misplaced expectation, sometimes it's wishful thinking. I hope this will happen. I really am setting my hope on that. Okay But you could see that this idea of hoping for something better is completely in our design. Amen. Yeah It's in our design, it's inside our hearts. Now, hope as wishful thinking is not the same than hope in God. okay? God's hope is an assurance, a confidence that his promises will be fulfilled so this type of hope is anchored in his faithfulness toward us and his ability to know for sure what's going to happen in him alright so hoping in God is believing that something good is coming on the basis of God's character and ability that's my definition shall I repeat that Hoping in God is believing that something good is coming on the basis of God's character Amen. and abilities. Amen. Not wishful thinking, not what if, not oh I hope, maybe. Yeah? You see when the God of hope is here, we know for sure that our future is secure. Because even if we don't know personally how it will unfold, when we are fully assured that God is with us, that we are saved Amen. and we are assured of every blessing on our life and if it's not in our lifetime, it will be Amen. in our eternal life. Amen. Okay, so even if there's trials and tribulation, we can say, yes, I know it's hard, but it's not going to be forever. I have a hope as well set from heaven. And I still have a hope of breath on Yes, there is this hope in God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how can we receive this abandoning hope and this fullness of peace and joy? How can we receive it? Well, it's really interesting because the answer is in the verse. It says, he, he fills us Hallelujah. as we believe in or as we trust in him. So, first of all, my first point is it's his initiative because the gift comes from him. He I is the source of God. I so how do you get hope? You can't get hope outside of the source of hope. Amen. Impossible. Amen. You've got to connect to him and say, God, I need you because you are the source of hope and I know you are the only one who can fill me with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's the first answer, it's his initiative. Mm-hmm. So we come to him. But there's one thing we can do because it says when we believe in him, in his promises, when we trust in him, he fills us. Can you see that? So we get hope, uh, we get this assurance and confidence when we trust in who he is, when we, have, when we believe in what he says. When we believe in His promises, it's quite interesting because it links really well with the songs that we just done, isn't it? Okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to do, do a little bit of Steve Backland. Alright. When we are hopeless, it is because we have allowed the circumstances to be bigger than God. True or not? Yes. We have allowed hopeless circumstances to rob us from the beliefs that God can do something. So the circumstances have become bigger than God and we've allowed them to dominate over the beliefs that God can do something. Okay? Steve Backland often says, there are no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. Okay, So there's a little exercise we could do, very simple, to test a little bit where we are how much do we trust God? How much do we believe in his promises? Okay? It's a little bit like an MOT, And I'm going to look at it. It's like a spiritual MOT. Okay. Those are different areas. Okay. In which area? And that's what question you could ask yourself. I'm going to continue to say I. But in which area I feel hopeless because I believe my circumstances are hopeless and bigger than my God. That means I've given an expectation for changes. Yeah? So the area where I feel hopeless, that means my circumstances are bigger than God. And that means several things. It could be that I have a very small view of God. I'm thinking, can he do it? Or can he not do it? Or I have a false view of God. Is he that good? Does he love me? Does he really care? Does he love the people around me? Surely I love the people more than he does. You know, that sort of thing. It's a false view of God. Or another thing could happen is a false view of me. Am I worthy? Am I really his son and daughter? Does he really want to bless me? Are his promises, are they for me? Am I really seated on the heavenly places? Is that just for the others or the spiritual one or is it true for me? Mm -hmm. So you see all these wrong beliefs about yourself or the wrong beliefs about God Mm -hmm. that comes here and undermine your trust and believing in God and your circumstances just become too big. Mm -hmm. So that's one case. Then I think there are cases where actually... We never gave the area to God in the first place. We have to be honest. We still worry about it because we resolved in ourselves that we will be resolving everything by our own strength. So what we need in those areas is surrendering. Say, God, I've I've not given you this part of my life. I thought I could do it independently. So we've got to go back and say, oh, okay, ah. I'm not doing very well financially, but I've never really given my funds to God. All right, I'm going to have to surrender. Yes? Oh, um, I, you know, I have difficulty in my family, but I have not surrendered my kids to God. Or, you know, you're going to have to surrender. And of course, there is this area where actually we believe the promises of God. And funnily enough, the more we believe, the more we are able to rest in God and the more we will feel his peace and joy Amen. yes so can you see we all have in our lives areas in all these three categories the one we we okay we believe and the one we do you know what we are a bit hopeless we have to admit admit because we haven't got the right beliefs about the situation and then the one where we've not surrendered, so it's not surprise that we don't have hope in those areas. So, this is a little bit of a diagnosis to help you. But, at the end, wherever you are here, it, it's God who will come and fill you with hope. So, you renew your mind, and as you renew in your mind, is the God who God will come and fill you with hope, okay? Now, I wrote down something which I think is really interesting because, um, I hear that a lot. Yeah, I believe, of course I believe. I believe God is great, He's powerful, and sometimes we sing it, yeah, He's great, He's powerful, you know that? yeah? But you know what? Believing is not just theoretical. Amen. Believing always comes with action. Yes. Amen. yes. Yes. So I would like to do a little experience, okay? Is there somebody who is quite petite who would like to come and help me with my experience? Charlie because you <laughs> you're just there. Oh, it's very simple. All right. If I say Charlie, would you like to turn around? Okay. Excellent. I love you Charlie. I love you. Okay, so If I say Charlie, trust me. Oh, no. You can trust me. You've got to let go okay. and I'm going to catch you. Oh. All right, so are you ready, Charlie? Are you ready? I've got you, I've got you, can you let go? Let's go. Yes, all right. Okay, you can go through that. Yes, all right. Did you notice, did you notice there that she had to make a decision in her mind, okay? I trust Rachel, but there's, there's one point. I trust her, maybe, yes I do, but then do I act accordingly? So there is a, okay, I am gonna obey, I'm gonna lean in and surrender, Amen. all right? And what's happening here is, uh, it's, it's often uh, the case with us. If Charlie was not able to lean and let me catch her, it could have been two, two problems there. It could have been, she didn't really believe I was strong enough to catch her. <laughs> Yes, you're right. So, sometimes we don't believe God is able enough to do the, the impossible, right? But it could have been something in in her heart. It could have been she has trust issues. It could be she has been hurt before. Or it could be that she's just scared. Yes? So, so, Charlie needs to come to God and say, God, I'm scared. Just... Help me to believe, you know? So, but the point is in this simple illustration, can you see, you choose to believe and trust, and then you have to lean in, obey, and surrender. Okay? And if you're not sure and you're in the middle, you have to say, God, help me. And you know, you could cry out, like the father of the boy uh, who, who had an evil spirit in Mark 9, 24, you could say, I believe, but help my unbelief. This is a valid prayer. Okay, I do it all the time. Uh, I believe, but uh, help my unbelief, because I know, fully know, that I don't believe completely. Mm. We all are working process, right? Mm. So you can say, I believe, but uh, help my unbelief, Jesus. Okay? Mm. I believe that, yes, you can heal cold and the flu, but do I believe you can heal cancer? Yeah, I believe, help my unbelief. Yes? That's how it works, okay? So, so God is the source of, of hope. Okay? How do we receive this hope? We receive from his initiative. We know it comes from the source. We connect to the source. But our little bit is to look at our beliefs and to start believing in the promises of God. Amen. Yes? Amen. Now, what is the fruit of believing the God of hope? The fruit of trusting him is to be filled with all joy and peace. How about that? Surrendering to God will connect you to the source of hope. And he will supernaturally fill you with joy and peace. You will know peace in your life like you never know before. I love this verse in Hebrews 6, verse 18 and 19. And I'm paraphrasing the beginning, but it's an amazing one. It says, Because it is impossible for God to lie, he bound himself with a promise, and he will never change his mind. Because of that, we have this hope, as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. So, because of who He is and His promises, I can have peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. You know that verse in Philippians 4 7. Even in the storm, He is the anchor of my soul. That means there's something about God is grinding you, is grinding your emotion. Okay, you're anchored. You're anchored, you know, the wind can blow, you know, you can imagine a storm, but you're anchored. Your emotions is anchored, you know peace and joy. So even in those difficult circumstances, you can know joy because joy, it's, it's a state of mind. Yes. So you have the mind of Christ and you can receive the state of mind yes. from Christ and you can receive as well joy, the gift of the Spirit. Amen. So... And your inner being will be satisfied, you know, because you trust and you believe in him. He can fill you with all hope and joy. So we've got God, the source of hope. We trust in him and we believe in him. And our souls is anchored and secured, filled with joy and peace. You could see it was quite important for the letter of Romans, you know, because there was a lot of dispute and discord. So they needed to put that aside and just look at what matters and say, God, come and give me peace, give me joy, even if it's not easy in this context. But come and give me that. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So it's not just a little bit. It's not just enough peace and joy so I can have a bearable life. Amen. Right? Some of us would settle for that. True or not? Mm. So, but actually that's not what the verse says. It doesn't say, may the God of hope fills you with end of joy and peace so that you will survive this life. He doesn't say, um, you know, just a little bit so you can do the next step, or just a little bit so that you would be kind of satisfied. There is an idea of of abundance. may fill you with all peace and joy. Now, hold on, because that blows my mind every time. Right. How do you contain all joy and peace that comes from God? Because last time I checked, we are completely finite. And it's infinite. Yeah, so how can we? As little vessel contain all piece of joy that comes from God. How can we? Somebody is going an to answer for me. We just can't. So this is us. This is us. Hello, little us. This is well, this is not a very good representation of God because even mm-hmm. that that's finite. But uh, okay. Uh, how much messy can I be? <laughs> oh joy and peace, I'm feeling it oh. oh, oh ah, ah, ah. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I could carry on with them, get okay. messy. okay? you got the, the picture. The result is there has to be there has to be an overflow, mm. an abundance always, you know, given an overflow. Amen. So. When you receive the whole peace and joy from God, it has to overflow. And actually, that's the main main important part of this verse that we often neglect. Because, I mean, you and me, we all read the verse and we stop at, God will fill me with all joy and peace. It's so nice, isn't it? But that you will overflow with hope. So we are called to I ban and overflow with hope by the Holy Spirit's powers. So we receive peace and joy from the God of hope. It's not just enough that we can get on with our life. It's not just plenty enough so we could have a successful career and great house and that our kids would be blessed. That's not even that. He filled with all joy and peace and the purpose is to overflow to others joy and peace. So what happened is the God of hope is filling you so that you can water others. And you can basically become the source of hope to others. So you suddenly becoming the representation of God's hope. Can you see that? Yeah? I think it's a huge Blindness that we have in our presentation of the gospel right now. I'm talking in in most of countries I know. It's a huge blindness. We often preach the God's plan. It's about personal salvation and blessing. True or not? Amen. But actually, those prayers they address a body of believers, not a personal, just one person. So this person is not just for you to go home and say, I'm going to pray this prayer for me. This verse is being given to the church as a body of Christ. So together we're learning that together. We're learning that he's the God of hope that wants to fill us all. Yes. Uh, so that's the first blindness. And the second blindness is actually the gospel is about the cosmic redemption of everything. Do you believe that? Because it does say that the whole earth will have to bring glory to God. And we are part of that. So everything will be renewed. You have a new earth. Everything that is broken on earth will be renewed. And obviously, our salvation is that a little thing, you know, in the whole Schmilblick. We say Schmilblick in French. In the whole thing, that's just a little part. Do do you get it? The gospel, of course it's about my salvation, your salvation. It's about our blessing, of course, because that's a byproduct of what God does. But most of all, the gospel is about the redemption of everything and the kingdom of God coming on earth so that we wait for him and we wait for his return, where everything will be renewed. Yeah? So, when we read the verse... Let me conclude. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, believing that you may abandon and overflow with hope by the power of Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow, it's clearly an apostolic prayer here. Amen. But ultimately, here you could see that when we grasp that, when the believer grasps that. What's happening is we have a strengthening of the church who is able to bring hope to others by an overflow which comes from the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? Amen. Yeah So I'm going to conclude now by praying, OK And I'm going to take my time. right? Let's just bow our head and just think about what you've just heard and what I'm thinking for myself as well. Wow, let's quickly come back to maybe the areas where we're not so hopeful, okay? Just take a couple of minutes and ask yourself, what are the areas in my life when I struggle a little bit to surrender or I struggle a little bit to hope things can change by the power of God? Okay? And do you know what? It's your dealing with God. So I'm just asking you to pray just very quickly to God. And if you would like to, surrender this and say, God, I want to believe. Fill me with hope in these areas. Start to give me, by the Holy Spirit, keys for changes. Mm -hmm. Give me promises I will be able to stand on. Help me to stay firm, to stand firm in the battle when I'm leaving a battle. Because, yeah, Sometimes it's hard, okay. But start to talk to him, okay. Surrender this whole area of believing, believing, so that the God of hope will come and fill you. Yes, Jesus. Father God, Father God, Father God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Bring everything to Him, you know? Bring everything to Him. It could be your kids, it could be your work, it could be your partner, it could be your finances, anything. What are the areas? It's difficult. And I'm just going to pray that the God of who will come and fill us. Now it's actually funny because i was talking to jamie just before and he said you know what this verse is actually sometimes translated as now may the god of hope fill you so we're going to pray for the now of god okay so this is what i'm going to pray i'm going to pray for the now of god to fill you with hope so jesus we say calm now by the power of holy spirit Come now, Jesus. Come in our own beliefs. Come in our limitation. Come and fill us with hope. In every single area of our lives we need hope. Come right now, Jesus. Drop solutions. Drop promises. Oh, Jesus. May the God of hope fill you with all, all peace, all joy. Oh, Jesus, we pray that it would not be just a little bit. So I'm going to ask you to do another thing. I'm going to ask you to dream. What if? Okay, imagine your life. What if this was done? This was more hopeful. What if? How would it be? Imagine a life where you are able to overflow. Yeah? Imagine a life where you're able to overflow. So, the, an overflow would be like, yeah, maybe I've got a nice house, but that means I can invite people around. Yeah, maybe I've got more money now, but that means I could be super generous and I can look after people and, and you know, I, that's, that's the overflow. I'm going to bring hope, you know, I'm going to bring, you know, like Tracy does it brilliantly, right? You know, oh, I got rid of my debt. Now I'm going to show the God of hope to the people who are in debt. Yes, that's the overflow. It's not just a little bit for me, it's for the others as well. Okay, so let's imagine that in your life. How would it look like it would be different for everybody? What will it be to flow in abundance? What would it be to have hope so much that can overflow on, onto others? Father, we pray that you will speak to us, that you will increase our level of hope. Only you you can, because you are the source of our hope, Jesus. So we're standing on your promises, and we say yes. And amen. Let's say that together. We're standing on your promises and we say yes, yes and amen. 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 <laughs> amen.